You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey, Maddie. Hey. Did you know the human population of this planet is the disease that's causing all the other problems? I'm not sure of that. We must wait till the entire apple is rotten before we do something? As I eat this perfectly good apple. (laughs) Ironically enough. That's like saying just because turds are only smeared over part of a toilet, it's not in need of cleaning. The human species is the fastest acting, most destructive cancer in the universe, pound for pound. I'm eating an apple, a perfectly good apple, and here you are talking about turds. (laughs) Chessie, I thought you went to church this morning. What's (laughs) going on here? I'm just reading this crazy psychopath's um, comments on our latest post on Instagram. And apparently he thinks that we're attacking Greta Thunberg um, too much. And um, he didn't like what we said. Oh, dear. So, All right. Let's, yeah. let's get into it. Cue <laughs> intro song. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Let me just say the, let me just describe our our last post. I posted a meme and it has um, several pictures of children in third world countries, um, you know, just their daily lives. Some of them are picking up trash off the side of the road. Some are, um, you know, they look like child soldiers, um, victims of war, things like that. And then at the very end, it's a picture of Greta Thunberg and it says Swedish white privilege. So I posted that because I thought that was a pretty, you know, poignant statement of like how privileged we are that we get to worry about climate change whereas people in especially children in other countries they just need to worry about like Surviving. living their life yeah getting enough food to eat you know make picking rags so that they can sell them so their fam- family can eat not being shot so, by the other children in their community because some crazy warlord has decided to rope them all into their own power-hungry conflict yes and uh this guy and his name is i'm gonna put him on blast sorry because he's crazy his name he his handle name is rockefeller rothschild if that doesn't that doesn't red flag you you know what yeah i almost like question if he's a real person or not because it's uh reminding me of does if anybody watches homeland out there in the season not this past season but maybe the season before when um the new like female president was elected and they actually had to uh like hold the show off because they had to do a rewrite because they were expecting hillary clinton to win but she didn't um anyway so if you watch that season of homeland and you and I, I feel like i've talked about this now i don't know if i've talked about this before but that, jesse are you familiar with the show at all Oh, okay, yeah, I love so, that so show. So you know what I'm talking about. And so remember mm-hmm. that one season they had the character that was supposed to be like Alex Jones, and then he was really uh-huh. like a government um, agent or working with the government, and they had all those cr- fake bots, and they were it was like a bot yeah, it just And this person is <laughs> reacting almost like a bot. It's actually not even... 
Yeah. Well, this guy, I mean, he sounds like a psychopath. And um, he, like, he's talking about overpopulation is the reason why we have climate change, why we have so much pollution. Um, and, and every I, other problem. I, every other problem that yeah. we face in this world and that these children in particular, like, this post that you posted, Jesse, is what set him off. Like, here we are, obviously, sympathizing with these children that are living terrible lives and contrasting it with this scripted white girl's um, UN speech that adults definitely wrote for her that she did not write herself and they are using her to spread their agenda and make their, you know, make everybody else fear uh, the coming quote-unquote apocalypse, the, the same apocalypse that they've been wrong for decades about. But never mind that. But like, so here, overpopulation, it's just like... How can you, I don't even know how we got there, but apparently overpopulation is one, a fact, and then it's indisputable, and there's all this logic and basic science and math, like, what? That, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that uh, back at this guy's argument up. I mean, we wouldn't normally be yeah. dedicating an episode to trashing uh, trolls on our Instagram feed, but... um. This one in particular, I'm, well, so also um, another interview with another podcast host fell through, but, you know, we'll be back on with him shortly in a few days. Um, it's funny that our, I'm, techno I'm technologically challenged, but I was able to figure this out. But anyway, so, you know, here we are. Jesse and I. <laughs> well, to be fair, Jesse and I, <laughs> I think his modem was broken or I know, something. And you, can't save, <laughs> you can't save bad internet. But um, so Jesse yeah. and I spent our morning uh, in church. Uh, on and then on Instagram also. Sorry, Jesus, still love you, but I'm. This is how I'm spreading your love by trying to bat down this guy's nihilistic ideas that overpopulation is what is the sole cause of every single problem on this planet. Yeah, and I think the the my issue with um, people who think that all our problems are caused by overpopulation. I mean, just if we look back a couple months. No, actually, maybe just a month. Um, we think we we talk about the El Paso shooter, and in his manifesto, he talks about overpopulation being a big problem, and that's why he needed to go out and shoot people. People who have this mentality, they don't value human beings. They don't seem to. Um, it seems like a lot of them are hypocrites too, because I've I've heard. Uh, I was listening to another podcast um, before church, and it was talking about um, before Greta Thunberg, there was another um, young girl who was like half Japanese, and her father was from Canada. Is he that has the girl five that, um, kids. We, that somebody in our group chat shared. I watched that video. Yeah, Is that I think the thing? so. That, that sounds like that girl. She went to Brazil and, yep. and did a yep, speech. Her. Yeah. Um, it was very similar to Greta Thunberg's speech, actually. How dare you? Aren't you thinking about the children? Why Why are you, uh, why do you have all this money and all these other people in third world countries don't have all this money? Why, what are you doing about it? Um, a lot of shame coming from, and she was 13 years old when she did this speech. But her father, clearly her father is one that um, coached her. Because he was an environmental scientist and he was a professor at one of the universities in Chicago, or sorry, in uh, Can Canada, is what I'm going to call it. Um, Classic. And, um, and she couldn't have come up with these ideas on her own. She's talking about overpopulation. Well, 
he's been teaching that in his university classes and he's got five kids of his own. So I feel like a lot of these people who talk about overpopulation are hypocrites, first off. Second off, like you were just saying, they're nihilists. They don't see any value in human beings. They just think that we just sit here and we just eat and poop and just destroy the planet just by merely existing. And that's not true. Human beings contribute to the world in many ways, very positive ways. Um, there's a lot of things that human beings have done that have inc- that have actually improved our um, pollution problem. I mean, if you think back into like the 16th century or 17th century, even 18th century London, I mean, the Thames River was set on fire like how many times? You know, so now now you can't do that because our because we've learned uh, how to take care of the environment better. Some things have changed over in environmental science over, you know, centuries. Um, so I just think that when you sit there and blame it on people, then you're dehumanizing human beings. You're not seeing the value in them. And then this guy in particular, I mean, if you just look at his profile on Instagram, it's scary, the things that he says. And one of his hashtags is V-H-E-T. And I'll let Maddie just talk about what she, she looked that up. So she'll tell so, us. So yeah, I know. Well, okay. So found. to this guy's credit, um, he seems to not be that much of a hypocrite because he doesn't have, quote, like he's explained to us via comments that he does not have any biological children of his own. Um, yet he is married and his wife has her own children and he loves them. And I'm like, okay, well, it's you, some part of you hates humans. So I'm concerned for your wife and her children. That I'll just leave that there. But um, so he keeps and this is the second time he's posted something about overpopulation on one of our recent posts. And again, it's just like he's linking every problem in the world to overpopulation. Um, he seems to be anti-government, which, OK, I can sort of understand that. And if we probably have things in common to discuss, uh, but to make everything go back to this um, overpopulation idea but so he keeps posting this other hashtag and Jesse and I before this were just like what the heck does that even mean we had never seen it before but um so V-H-E-M-T is what he keeps hashtagging and so I click on it to follow it right so it brings me to a a collection of people that have used this hashtag before and so V-H-E-M-T stands for the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. Uh, silence should, for effect. That's disturbing. Um, so, the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement is an activist movement that is actively... Activist movement that is actively... Come on, guys. Actively working to phase out the human species <laughs> by asking us, very politely, to stop, to stop breeding. Armed with the slogan, May we live long and die out. VHEMT's eventual goal is to return the Earth to its natural, healthy state. I know this isn't a video podcast, so you can't see my gaping open mouth. Because I didn't read this before, but now that I've read it, I'm even more aghast at uh, yeah. how harmful this guy's kind of mindset is. And I, as the woman who is apparently married to this guy, like, you should pack up and leave. That is a scary person to be with. 
And if he's supposed he to be, the, d- he if he's supposed to be crazy. even not the biological father of your children, but he's supposed to be acting as the father of your children, and he deep-seatedly hates humans and wants everybody to stop producing, does he not? Do you not think he re- doesn't resent you at some level for having those children, and then your and then your children having other children, continuing yeah. the species? Oh no, violating his first rule. I will um, also say that, okay, at least the word voluntary is part of this, but it's also, I, that's just, okay, so that maybe is part of the battle where, you know, as voluntarists, we expect and hope that if you have such a good idea, that you are able to spread that idea through uh, facts, logic, reason, uh, appealing on emotional level where you need to. Um, trying to get other people to join your cause voluntarily and through the like peaceful conversation that you'll have with them to explain why your idea is better than maybe the one that they have. But I, just this is it's literally uh, this is creepy. <laughs> it's on a I'm seeing the, yeah. I'm seeing this um this definition on a po- on a, an account called Creepy Enemies. This is Ooh. nuts. I know, right? I'm I'm seriously creeped out. What the hell? Oh, yeah, I'm seeing it now, you too. You see that? Yeah. So, guys, I don't know. Um, I think that we need to just... Like, let's just be realistic here. Okay, so you think that um, overpopulation is actual a real thing. Now, that was I don't remember who the scientist was that that proposed that idea but he got into a he he d- agreed to debate another scientist and he lost um and who if you got whoever listens to this um wants to email us and let us know what they think what you know who the scientist is I'd greatly appreciate it I just can't um think of it off the top of my head um but let's just think about this for a second okay if if overpopulation really is a a problem in this world not just this country then why do we have places like montana wyoming uh, new mexico texas oh yeah i mean how come we can drive for miles and miles and miles and not see a gas station or a city or a human being for miles how is that even possible i mean that just that it's in itself is like you're ignoring what you see and then on top of that, let's just go, let's just talk about China for a second. Now, China, uh, they just changed their one-child policy a few years ago to where now they can have two children because what they were running into is people were choosing to have boys instead of girls. So they would abort the and girls, then, or if they went to full term, I imagine they killed those babies. So infanticide or mass abortion and gender-specific abortion. How do you, how Not do you to like mention that, that there's already, yeah, there's already like young girl, like most of the orphanages are filled with girls. So sad. So, oh, no wonder. Yeah. Uh, uh. And what they've run into, I was um, watching a documentary about this. It's on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but um, there was a documentary about um, how they were, there were villages, uh, just villages of men and like maybe like one or two old women. I mean, they just didn't have any, they didn't have enough women to be with the men. And, you know, in China, having a family is important, you know, but they have all these men who can't find a wife. 
Um, so now we're getting to where like young girls are being kidnapped from their homes and stuff like that. It's terrible. That's why also North Korea, what they'll do is a lot of these men will um, take a Korean woman who like crosses the border and like hold her up and procreate with her so they can at least have a son. And by you, and, and, um, and procreate sounds like a nice word for rape, for rape and yeah. force forced impregnation is that a word yeah they won't marry these women in many cases because they're not chinese but they will have children with them and they'll just somehow pass it off like this is you know their son their child it's pretty disturbing and um so that in itself just tells me right there that china already sees that they are going to they're running into a they're going to be running into a population drop because they're all um, gonna, yeah. So I mean, there are dystopian movies that lay out a future like this, more or less. Like, what's that movie with? Um, who is it? Is it? God, mm, mm, nope, not gonna guess his name. But do you know what I'm talking about? Where there, there, it's like this post-apocalyptic world, and oh, people have stopped. I know. People have stopped being able to get pregnant, and then there's that one. Yeah, woman it's who like is, ch- is it Children of God or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, right. See, if you hadn't told me. I can see his face. Sorry, everybody. I can't see it. I want to say Gerard Butler. No. But I don't think that's it. Kind of looks like him, but not him. (laughs) Yeah. He's a British guy. Um, anyways. Yeah. And it's got Julianne Moore in it. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, so, like, imagine... That, did that look like a perfect utopia? Like, did that look like the world returning to its natural and healthy self? No, because uh, I just, mean, is and that how China looks? Can I tell? <laughs> is that how China looks like with their single child uh, rule? Was yeah, that, I mean was that's, China that's why they reinstated a, it. Was China moving towards a healthier state by only allowing each family to have one child. And so now, and then you think about this is what's so funny, or no, it's not really funny. But what's really messed up is that they're, like, taking the Uyghur population, which are in, I think, let's see, the Uyghur population is in the western side of China, if I remember correctly. They, there's been drone footage that dropped this week in the news. Of course, it's not on the main news because we need to care more about impeaching Trump Dear God. over, um, over Biden's problems. Call. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, you know. But the, what they're doing now, I mean, there was, like, drone footage of them lining up a bunch of, like, uh, people from the Uyghur uh, area. Oh, the Muslims? Lining them up. Yep. Um, with, and you see all these young, all these men with their heads shaved. They're all wearing, like, prison uniforms. They're all lined up, and they're getting on buses to go somewhere. Hey, Ilhan Omar, um, where is your outrage to that atrocity? Yeah. And no, that's another That'd thing. Perfect, it's like, what Muslims... What Muslim countries are it, stepping up to help the Uyghur population? You know, I don't see, I don't hear about it. If there are, I don't hear about it. Um, we don't have any any of our Muslims in our Congress and our government right now talking about China and how awful they're treating the Muslims there. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, so it would be American so, Muslims that would be the most capable of speaking up against this kind of outrage because Muslims in other countries, honestly, we've probably are foreign policy and our government has probably destroyed a lot of any potential actual resistance and um 
strong enough voices to display such outrage and or the really puzzle the really uh powerful muslim country in the world like saudi arabia are you kidding me they're not showing you that they're not standing up for muslims all they literally care about is themselves their royal family and um you know trying to get more weapons from us to go kill the yemenis yes so my point being is that (laughs) china could easily keep the Muslim population in their country alive and stop killing them and harvesting their organs, Disgusting. which is another rumor that's going around. Wouldn't be surprised um, if it's true. And yeah, I mean, they could care about that, but they're going to just kill them all off. Um, but their solution is to, um, you know, and they're going to just ha- let you have one more child and that's it. Um, but uh, Japan is going through a, I mean, their young people are not getting married. They're not having children. Uh, Germany, Denmark, I mean, most of Central Europe or most of Europe in general, and I'm talking about, like, the native population of those countries, they're not having children. No, they're, the, they're natural. They're opting out. They're quote, unquote, natural, yeah, native populations are decreasing. And then that's when they say, oh, we need to increase our immigration. So well, who are they bringing in? They're yeah. bringing in populations of people from third world countries that have higher fertility rates or higher uh, fecundity rates where they actually have the children right um right and so because they need a bigger tax base to pay for the people that are native to the state or the country itself i remember when i was in college and i was um you know i I took german in, in college so i really cared a lot about like german language and culture and the country and their government and i remember um, how many sick hiles did you do that semester probably like a lot <laughs> you know we had to what because i'm just I kidding know, okay <laughs> I I, you're good but if i ever run for president that will be cut out and used against me in propaganda i'm sure yep. um so i guess i won't be president of the united states anytime soon run for non-president uh I'd vote for a non-president. But what, I, what was I saying? Oh, Sorry. so I was learning about, um, you know, there's a huge Turkish population in Germany. That's like, you know, their, like, their Mexico is Turkey because it's the border. Mm-hmm. It's right there. And um, they, uh, Germans do not have a huge fondness for Turks either. Um, but what ended up happening after World War One? this has been something that's been going on for a long time. World War One. But mostly after World War Two, I mean, the German population was, most of the men were wiped out. So they needed workers in the factories and that kind of stuff. So they just brought in all this cheap labor from Turkey. And of course, they, you know, settled over here. So that's why you see a lot of Turkish Germans um, that live there. And... Um, it's just something that just keeps going on and on and on. So the problem is, is that with Germany, it's like after World War II, they didn't really keep up their population. You know, they just had the same viewpoint as probably this guy. After And after you, if you're not a Christian or you don't have a faith, let's just say, um, it's really easy to fall into that nihilistic viewpoint that, you know, humanity is really just a pointless thing. It's not, there's no value to it. Um, you know, what is the point in anything? So why bother getting married? Why bother having children? What's and the when you point? think about how 
when you think about like the um, just the the viewpoint of the Nazis in general was it was not a Christian idea. They were trying. They were very. It was a very secular idea. The National Socialist Movement. Um, so it was very appealing to a lot of people because there was a lot of people who were disenfranchised with the world. And so, you know, they weren't Christians. They, they had dropped out of their churches and their faith and they attached themselves to national, national socialism. But then of course that failed them. So then now they're nihilists and, um, but also maybe they're communists now because Russia came in and they split up Germany. So, and socialism or communism is not a Christian or a, it's not a faith-based belief system at all. Well, it is a, I would say it is a faith-based It's a replacement belief, religion. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It replaces a God with um, the government. Woof. Yeah. You know, or the movement was what they would call yeah, pick, it. Yeah, pick a movement, pick an ism. And, you know, these are the people that criticize religion and just act like okay religion his pro, this guy's profile in particular says you know religion is evil just okay flat out statement religion is evil he acts and these people act as if they are not beholden to a specific religion of their own and so this is a very anti-human religion that they happen to subscribe to and i don't know how that's not more destructive than christianity Modern day Christianity. Well, it, actually, it's almost like a um, a contradictory mo- like thought well, process mo- because I I are, actually yes. yeah I, I know some people that um, they say they don't believe in anything they're atheists they're um, they probably wouldn't call themselves nihilists although they tend to say a lot of things that sound nihilist but then they'll say something like well humanity is so great I don't understand why nobody can understand how humanity is so wonderful. So it's almost like they don't quite check themselves. Like, they don't listen to themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, uh, it's definitely like listening to, you know, every person has good and evil in them. And it's all about yeah. which wolf you feed, right? Do you feed the good wolf mm-hmm. or do you feed the evil wolf? And so, sorry, unfortunately, that is an evil wolf you're feeding. Yeah. I think that... You know, the way that, I mean, I was raised, I'm a Christian, so the way I was kind of like brought up in the church to think about human beings is that we all have like that little nugget inside of us that it can get bigger or smaller depending on how much you want to feed it, like you're Mm -hmm. saying, like the wolf. And so there's always that potential for like the greatest evil possible or the greatest good. And so humans do have a value and um, to just dismiss that in a person, you're you are miss you're missing out on so much. Um, and you know, I was thinking, it's a stunted I, I life just, as well. How I was thinking the be? other day. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how. I don't. No wonder people are on Prozac and Zoloft. I'd be and really interested in going this to therapists all list. the time. I mean, he probably doesn't take anything. I don't know. Maybe he does need some. <laughs> Why is crazy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At least get some CBD in there, man. But um, I'm just thinking, you know, I was listening to another, um, I was listening to Amazing Polly on oh, yeah, YouTube. Your girl. Guys, yeah. check her out. She's awesome. Um, but she was talking about how um, 
just how there's these elites that are really trying to move people away from Christianity or away from faith and putting a lot of trust into technology and science for a lot of their answers. And they're, they're really wanting to move push progress is what they're, they talk about a lot in a lot of these things. And she's like dating some of this stuff back to like the early 1900s. Um, which I think is probably about the time when, pro- when progressive movement really started. and Or like um, at least in a way that was big enough to even for, for us to even remember, record, or talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the industrial revolutions were starting around this time. Yep. You know, it's like um, we're starting to see how technology can really change people's lives. And so now they're thinking, well, it, you know, it can do this much if we just keep pushing forward with technology we can really improve more people's lives for good but it's not even just that it's that they want to they they don't want to really improve people's lives in my opinion or from what i've seen they want to improve their own lives by you know controlling, controlling everybody else yep. bingo and that reminds me of another uh, conspiracy theory, which I'm not sure if it's really much of a conspiracy theory as much as it's just, you know, it's fact. I mean, the um, Lay it the on Agenda, 20, <laughs> Agenda 21, I mean, think about it. I mean, if we control the population, then you make population small enough to control. And um, so you got these people out there like uh, Greta Thunberg that are being brainwashed into telling us we really need to be scared um, in 10 years we're all gonna die because climate change is gonna kill us and uh, the only way to stop it is by pleading with your governments to spend money on it yeah what it is I don't know that's one thing I've yet to hear from these climate people is like what exactly is your solution if you're you're only the only thing i hear people saying is like well you're just greedy capitalists you just want to hold on to your money you don't want to give your money up to help people i do want to hold on to the fruits of my labor but i don't know how giving money to our government is going to fix our our pollution yeah, those issues. people have only made things worse especially since we know that china and india are like two of the biggest ones i mean you just go to north africa and um, underdeveloped like parts of um, South Asia, you're just going to see the pollution is insane. So, um, what about those countries? Why are we? Why are we not? Why are, am I giving my government more money instead of trying to use my money to maybe help another country? But Jesse, that's I what mean, foreign aid is for. That's what the UN is for. So we'll give them our money, the, our our higher ups, and then they'll properly make sure that money is allocated to exactly the poorest people who need it right jesse isn't that how this works beep beep boop boop yeah (laughs) and that's the thing is uh i just uh, like i don't know what the answer is if there really is a climate change issue that's abnormal that's man-made what no one has proposed a real you know, solution to that. And now, I'm seeing some young people, you know, find out ways to filter water and bring clean water to third world countries and things like that. Now, that I can get behind, but that person is not asking for government money. No, they're figuring that it out for themselves. Just, yeah. And they're making and they're making actual people's lives better. 
to a very measurable degree better. I mean, I've been to India. I've been to the biggest city in India, Mumbai, and I've seen the biggest slums in the world. It's clearly a social, like it's their cultural viewpoint. They don't see any value in their environment. I mean, I've watched people like eat, like unwrap an ice cream and just throw the wrapper on the floor. I've seen people taking dumps on the side of the road, peeing on the side of the road where where it's just piled with trash. Where, where children who don't have shoes walk through. So, I mean, that to me is more of a cultural thing. And I'm not sure how I'm getting blamed for that or anybody in my country is being blamed for that. I literally had to go to a plane, go fly to the other side of the world to see that. To me, the problem is over there. Greta needs to get her skinny Swedish ass and go over there and have a speech with them, with their governments about it. But the thing is... she really wants to solve the problem. Yeah, no, but the thing is, is that those people aren't listening because they're too busy trying to survive. You know, they're not going to have time to listen to this little girl's scripted speech that somebody else handed to her to make all the uh, higher income, predominantly white people in the Western societies react the people that well, and, might be part and contributing to really awful degrees of pollution that we wouldn't want in our uh, in our cities and we uh, uh, I'm San Francisco um, we wouldn't want in LA uh, but those people you know they don't have time to listen to these speeches they don't have time for the virtue signaling they're generally too busy trying to survive and I, think about it like San Franciscans like the ones that are everybody's got their head in the sand and or they're the homeless people that are actually contributing to the mess but you know what they're trying to live day to day they're not concerned about you know who's got plastic shopping bags or not they're not concerned about overfishing the seas they're not in a place they're not in a place to be able to care about things that actually might be harmfully (laughs) occurring in the planet well, I also think that, especially in India's case, because India has, like, a high number of millionaires, um, I think that the people, like, when we talk about um, income inequality or inequality in general, India is a, should be what they think about, because the people in India that are in the government, to be honest, um, they, they come from... They come from high uh, caste families, and they don't experience what the average Indian experiences, and they don't care about them. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like Saudi Arabia. Do you really think that the princes of Saudi Arabia really care about what the average eight-year-old child goes through no. in their country? They don't. Doesn't require. Doesn't even require thought to answer that question. Our no. government is becoming that way. You know? It really is. So, I mean, it's it's that elitist mentality. Rules for thee, not for me. I think that's the thing, is that um, asking... There was I, I posted a speech on my um, on my personal account on Facebook. I'll, I'll try to post it onto the, our Voluntary Vixens um, website, cause, or Facebook, because I think that um, it 
pretty at the very end she talks about how the banks are going to save the world and i think that's very telling about how she really sees things um or and or who is coaching her her these things yeah they're they're trying to get us to put our trust in the banks and um the banks that we had to bail out during the obama administration so let's just think about that Yeah. yeah i mean I'm not trying to be all about conspiracies today, but I just felt like every with day. somebody <laughs> posting that we have a huge population problem, I mean, that in itself is a conspiracy theory that has been debunked so many times. I mean, just with your own eyes, you can see that. Just with the trends, if you just look at the trends within um, European nations, it, ta- it shows a negative population growth. And when, uh, especially in England and Denmark, I mean, they have huge problems with um, who's going to take care of the older population. Um, I mean, there's a lot of these older folks don't have kids. And so they don't have a family person to take care of them as they're getting old and can't take care of themselves. They're putting a huge burden on their on their taxpayers to, because they have to stay in nursing homes where they have to be taken care of by the state. And do you really think the state's taking care of them the way that a loved one would take care of them? Nope. A loved one? I can tell you right now, I've worked, I've, I've gone into nursing homes for a lot of my hospice patients. And even the best ones, I don't really want my mom or my dad to have to do, to live through that. You know, it's depressing. It is. So... It, 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 nothing replaces like your family no, or your friends um, and when you can't be in a place where you can see the, see your loved ones or your fan, friends whenever you want to that's just you're in a prison so um, it's just some, that's a thing to think about you know especially for you young ones out there that, I mean, that sickness is kind of infiltrated its way into the United States for sure Definitely. I hear so many people and I'm not okay I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say, if you don't want children and you, you don't even like kids, okay, don't. For the love of yeah, God, don't have don't. kids. Okay? That's your, I'm not trying to, to tell children. people what to do. But if you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't want to have kids because overpopulation is a big problem and we have a, climate change coming up. I don't want my kids to have to live through this, you know, apocalypse is coming to us in 10 years uh that kind of thing like maybe you should really think about it because you're choosing not to have children based on a complete lie yeah and i'm sorry that you've bought it i'm sorry that yeah. your life will be somewhat less fulfilled i think again that's my maybe my opinion but i don't think it my opinion is um baseless uh i'm sorry you're gonna live a less fulfilling life because if, it, if yeah. it doesn't matter and you don't have things to look forward to in your life, um, like the lives of others that you're going to bring into this world and love and cherish and pass, it's not, I hate people who think that having children is narcissistic. Okay, sure, there are narcissists that are having children just because they want to see a little copy of themselves. And But there is still something that even the worst people or, you know, that ha- might have certain pe- personality traits that you that are not uh, not my favorite. Uh, and they're not my favorite people. Uh, but you know what? There is something that every person is, unless you're a sociopath 
or a psychopath. But when those people have children, there is something that changes in them forever. And I, I'm saying this as like a person who doesn't have kids, but it's something that you can see. It's something that I know is there. And, you know, I can, I, I'm a child of somebody's. I've changed other people's lives by living. Mm-hmm. To, to, to dismiss the value of human life by saying that all human life and any furthering of it is not, is actually like a problem. You have problems with yourself and I'm sorry. Fix that. Fix yeah, that I was going to say. Fix that on your own, on your own time. Which I'm glad. I'm glad uh, this people, voluntary movement of like human extinction or whatever they whatever that acronym is of theirs. I'm glad they're doing it voluntarily. <laughs> but I mean, so where? What's the next? What's the next stage of that? Well, I'm just gonna say, you know, you probably feel that way because you know, even though you don't have children, your parents loved you and they valued you and your sister and brother and I and brother. Happy sorry. anniversary, brother. And sister-in-law. And so there you go. You see you um, you see the love that a parent has for, for you and your siblings. And when you grow up with being loved and cared for, you want to do that for your children. So I, th- I feel like most of the people that I've talked to and have had interactions with that were pro-abortion, hated, um, you know, people and didn't want to populate the world anymore um that kind of thing they didn't necessarily have like a parent they either had one parent that was really abusive or either physically or emotionally or they grew up without a father figure or a mother figure in their life and so they never really were valued they didn't get that feeling from a parent um not that you can't ever grow get past that and be a good parent i'm just saying that tends that's what i've seen and, um, and you're facing but, a number of other challenges without kind of those yeah. examples so if you get past all that good great for you like those are the voices i'd like to hear from but yeah i mean and i just think that um you know what i when i see what i'm thinking right now is you know just you know if you're a parent and you have kids now just, you know, love your kids. Make sure they know that, that you love them. Um, the way that you treat your children, you just have no idea how much you impact the, their lives. Um, even, just your absence can be, some, can be something very harmful to a child. So, you know, you have to always try to figure out a way to get across to your kids how much you love them. Not that you have to be perfect, because there's no such thing as a perfect None of us parent. are. But, you know, I mean, I just, I, I remember listening to a um, documentary about um, uh, Charles Manson and, you know, his mom was an abusive prostitute, drug addict. And the, the guy who, um, I guess it was the psychological, who did the psychological profile on Charles Manson, he just said, just parents love your kids. <laughs> You can prevent Please. a lot of these things yeah. by just loving your kids. Um, and or yeah, I mean, give them up for adoption. Let, yeah, give them up give to a family member chance. that will love them instead because your shortcomings are not something that that child deserves. And just giving somebody life, um, you know, you're, give, you're putting out there an opportunity for somebody to do something really positive for the world. I think that 
we worry so much about, like, especially people who are pro-abortion worry so much about, well, they're going to grow up in the foster home or foster system. They're going to be abused. All these awful things are going to happen to them. So you got to think, and then you start to think like, well, so, okay, you're going to have a hard life. So I'm going to kill you now. That's the answer. Why not do something about the foster system? Uh, do something about how we make adoption so difficult in this country. Uh, that's why people go to China to adopt children or India, because it's easier to adopt out of the country than it is within the country. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, really. <laughs> and it's not even really that easy. No, there's still so, so there many hoops to jump through. Um, and the thing is, like, you know, you if you get pregnant and you're on crack and um, you might be schizophrenic, I mean, no one's going to stop you from giving birth to a child. But if you're a normal, healthy adult, and you can't get pregnant, but you want to adopt, your whole life is like checked out by the government and your everything, all the money that you spend and how you spend it, all your medical bills, um, everything is going to be looked into your entire background before you can adopt a child. But you could be, you could have, you could be like the worst human Most being on the planet and you're allowed and you're allowed to have your you're allowed to give birth and ha- and keep your child like that so that just tells you like how weird we are about adoption um yeah no there's a lot of yeah. things that are me- messed up with our system and they're very i would say anti-human and it's just like that kind of sentiment permeates everything and he says humans are the cancer it's that bad idea is the cancer that affects us all mm-hmm. and is affecting us all I, and I would almost venture to say that really, when you think back on it, um, it all kind of started with the like Engels and Marx when they started writing their philosophies. I think that a lot of these, um, I would even say Friedrich Nietzsche when he's ta- when he's talking about God is dead and religion is the opiate of the masses, you know, or no, that was Marx, wasn't it? Eh, yeah, it might have been Marx. Um. But I do think that um, Nietzsche also made a reference to um, religion being sort of a crutch of some kind. Um, But that being said, I mean, I think that that's where a lot of this started. And that was like, let's see, what was going on at that time? Because that was right before World War One. Right. So um, I think that Europe was going through a lot of changes that time. Countries were becoming more unstable. Um, People were unhappier because and I think this is when the industrial revolution was hitting and people were working in factories and they were living in cities and um, living in really poor conditions uh, people started to become disenfranchised with religion um, disenfranchised with um, progress and then you have people writing all these philosophies that feed into that um, negativity and it just seems like it really hasn't gone away it's always um, I mean I mean you know parasites always find a way to still live because otherwise they wouldn't be able to parasites have to pre procreate you know so um, they don't kill their host they just seriously weaken their host but in order mm-hmm. for them to propagate they have to make sure that host stays alive 
you know what I just thought of too and I was listening to amazing Polly on her lap like I think it was um, her last post or last um, video that she made she talked about the globalists and how they want to unite all of Europe under you like this is there was a um, they were talking about uniting all of Europe like after World War two or during World War two I want to say um, and these are like um, the uh, secret agencies like it was OSS at the time not um, CIA and um, funny, didn't Hitler want to unite all of Europe yeah he did mm. Hmm. But um, Angela Merkel was so much better at it than he was. Hmm. And um, I told that to my ex-husband and he almost like cussed me out because he is like a germophile. I call it a germophile. But he loves German history and everything. And he just like Germans, he thinks that their culture is so great and all that stuff. Like, of course, like not uh, National Socialism. He's like, well, that was just one bad mistake. Oh, <laughs> But um, when I'm the more that I've studied all of this stuff, I started realizing like a lot of really bad ideas come out of Germany. <laughs> I think Michael Malice says that too, because like a lot of really bad ideas came out of Germany, and they just keep persisting somehow. Um, but she was talking about globalists in general. They just want um, they want a whole world nation, one world government. They want to unite all of us. Well, the best way to control that is if you drop the population down tremendously in order for that to happen. And you have to um, devalue human beings in order to do that. Um, you have to make marriage sound stupid. So, you know, being married to a man is just letting the patriarchy win, right? Um, that's why they promote homosexuality and transgenderism because... They don't have, they can't naturally have children. Um, so they, even though those are things that I think, in my opinion, I do think that they naturally occur anyway. Absolutely. They, they promote it so that it's like the cool new thing because they know that kids are going to, are easily um, manipulated. And so that's why you see like an upswing of all these kids who are gender fluid and transgendered or whatever they want to call themselves, whatever their pronouns may be. Um, they really promote that idea because they want to keep as find all the different facets they can to keep people from having children. And then, of course, we know abortion is. I mean, we know that the left has really just grabbed onto the abortion idea. Yeah, and um, ask, they're, ask they're, Margaret Sanger, uh, you know, the founder of Planned Parenthood, who in particular she wanted to uh, prevent the births of. Mm-hmm. I'll let, well, I'll and let that's, I mean, figure that, that one out. I, I think that that's another thing. Um, they 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 really are targeting like they're trying to target minorities like they um want like they want to protect the minorities so much, but then they also are like pushing agendas like abortion down these people's throats. And I I we see love you so, so much. Many. We want to kill you. I, it, that's a, that disturbs me so much when I he, hear that. I don't see how they don't see it. But um, yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. It, like that that I just realized like in the past like you know few days really is and maybe this guy I don't know something's going on in the universe because like I've been I watched that podcast or that um, YouTube and then listened to that podcast about um, Agenda Twenty One and then this guy he starts talking to us. It's like. Everything's coming in sync today. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but the underlying thing is, 
overpopulation is a lie. It's a lie. We aren't, we aren't overpopulated. If anything, we're going to be in the next 20 years or so, we're going to see a humongous drop in the population unless things really change. Um, unless, especially like Japan, if the young people there stop working so much, start having families. Um, if China gets rid of their policies on killing um, people that they just happen to disagree with. Um, if they uh, get rid of the, uh, just get rid of any child number. Like, why do you need to have a number on it? Yeah, just let how people about have the government children. doesn't have anything to do with how many children you have yeah i mean and maybe stop polluting the environment india india i didn't talk about this but india has a huge problem with um infanticide um a large part of their orphanages are young girls or little girls um and or they just kill their baby they kill their girl babies i I like that documentary. I wish I could remember what it was called, but it's on Netflix. And um, they interview this this village woman in India, and she's talking about how she's showing this place in the in the woods where she just buried all of her all of her children. Oh my god! And she was just talking about it. So matter of fact, she was like, "This was the right decision." She never had children. She never had any children because she never had a boy. All of her children were little girls. She had. Uh, like, I want to say, like, 12 kids, like, 12 babies, and they all, she killed them all. So, On that somber note, <laughs> um, yeah. I guess a couple, like, broad-sweeping ideas to maybe wrap us up and send us home, because my computer is going to die. Um, so, something that, like, we talk about on, we've talked about on other episodes, and it kind of applies to other topics as well, like, you know, when we talk about gun control or controlling speech, uh, and in this case, controlling any attempt of the state or, you know, a mass movement to control population, it's about people control. And it's these people mm-hmm. want to control you. Just think they for have yourself. No, yeah, they have nothing to do with your life. And Question everything. Everything that is said to hashtag you. Hashtag look into Just it. always. Yeah, or look into hashtag it. Like tinfoil hat says. Yeah. <laughs> Love you tinfoil hat. Um, let's see, did I have another idea? Oh, and I was going to also say that it seems like we've seen examples of, throughout human history, because people have, you know, tried this whole population curing thing before, and it still occurs today in parts of the world, but I think the consequences of somebody, some entity, some government trying to control the population always ends up more harmful to the world, to other humans, to the environment, all of it, they're more harmful than what you're saying this whole overpopulation problem is. Yeah. The noble savage isn't no- isn't noble. No. Yeah. Well, and um, there's, sometimes you just gotta let people be free to do what they want. <laughs> really? When you suppress people... <laughs> When you suppress people, it's it it has awful negative impacts on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Again, pick a topic, pick something that somebody's trying to control. The results are horrifying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, horrifying. We've already seen that happen in the tw- in, in the last century. So, um, 
I was going to say our stunning and brave is going to be <laughs> Eric from Rebel with a Cause because he tried to do an interview with us today and his modem died. Um, and um, so, yeah, if you don't, don't know, know who that else? is, um, follow his podcast, follow his accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Rebel with a Cause will be appearing on his podcast soon. Um, he's got, actually, we were going to be number 100, so I don't know if that'll still be the case. But, um, you know, 101, 102 would be cool, too. But so the guy's been doing it for a while. He's clearly got a cause worth worth fighting for, worth sharing. And so he is our stunning and brave shout-out. And can't wait till we actually get on with you, Eric. Yeah. And, um... Uh... Then I'm just going to say that if you guys really want to, um, you know, just follow us, the best place to really follow us is on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Uh, Voluntary Vixens podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook at Voluntary Vixens. We're on Twitter, not as active on Twitter, to be honest, because I have a hard time just getting on there. Um, But we're there at Vixens underscore voluntary, or is it? On Twitter, it's vixens underscore voluntary. Yeah. And um, and then we're also, we also have a Patreon, which we need to do some more stuff on there. But for now, if you want to check us out there, it's um, uh, uppercase V's vixens underscore voluntary. And I think that's it. All right. We'll see you all soon. In the meantime, keep it sane. Keep it peaceful. Keep it voluntary. Bye-bye. Later, y'all.